Welcome to the Edge Podcast with your host, Chris Ellers. Welcome to the Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ellers. Joining me today is one of my favorite reality breakout stars of the last few years, Real House son, model, fashion designer, and iconic cross-country skier, Brooks Marks. Brooks, welcome. It's so good to see you. Hi, Chris. That was quite the <laughs> intro. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I don't think this is the first time someone um, pointed out your cross-country skiing skills. Uh, it honestly is. Really? I saw so many TikToks being like, this is the most iconic 30 seconds in television history. <laughs> I saw stuff online about the way that I ran. I didn't see anything about the way that I was skiing. Yeah, but we were running with skis on. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. But you know, I used to actually do that in PE. When I went to Park City High School, we had to do cross-country skiing as like our PE like thing of the day. So I went to school in New York where there was not snow on the ground most of the time. And we also did cross country skiing through like a field. It was the dumbest thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. We had to like mimic the, the, um, the process of cross country skiing, but we did it on like grass. So interesting. Yeah. So just, um, for our listeners, I'm just going to fill in some blanks for a moment. Brooks, you are, uh, your claim you're well, the way that the world first fell in love with you is through the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, your mother, Meredith Marks, is one of the housewives on the show. You have since blossomed into a model. Your fashion business seems to be taking off quite well. I love your new pants. Um, yeah. So I think we're gonna we're gonna get to your businesses in a little bit and your your own um your own endeavors. I just want to, I do just want to ask you some questions about the show because I'm really curious. Mm. Um, so like when this all, when people get signed, right? Like to the housewives, like your mom did, are there conversations they have where it's like how much of your family wants to be shown? Who's comfortable being on camera? Is it a deal breaker if family isn't comfortable? Like, how does that work? Um, I mean, I'm not in talks with the network. Like it's, you know, called Real Housewives. So it's centered around the seven or however many main featured women are on the show. And everyone else, I guess, is kind of perceived as a side character. You know what I mean? Um, but obviously, when my mom agreed to do it, she wanted to have it be as authentic as possible to her. And our family is a huge part of our lives. So I was happy to, you know, be in it with her and film with her as was my sister and my dad um, and my brother, who's also equally as close to everyone in our family, just wasn't able to participate due to his, um, I don't know what the word is, like his career. (laughs) Um, your, your family, honestly, is, uh, I'm like, I want to be a part of your family. Your parents are so cool. And it just seems like you grew up with like the most intelligent, supportive, smart, um, elegant parents that you can imagine. It's that really comes through on the show. Um, the closeness that you guys have, and you just seem so cool together, you know? 
Thank you. That's a massive compliment. I understand why you would say my mom is elegant, but I don't feel that way about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That comment was geared towards your mother, um, to be fair. Um, and her, and her caviar line, which I, I need to try. Oh my God, um, you, you would love it. <laughs> it really is like insanely good caviar. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect anything less from Meredith Marks. Yeah. at all um one thing is you know i want to know out of uh, from your perspective who which cast member is the most different on camera than they are in person um i have to think i've never been asked that question before uh Maybe we can circle back to that one. We can circle back. I'll ask you another question. Is Vita Tequila real? <laughs> Is it a real tequila company? <laughs> I uh, look for I, it all the time and I've never seen sure. it. Oh, I mean, like it hasn't, I don't think it's really available outside of Utah to my knowledge, but I oh, see, okay, okay. I know they're working on it or it's available. I think if you order it online, but you won't, I don't think you'll find it at like, whatever a liquor store is called outside of Utah. I was just being rude. It's okay. Um, <laughs> you just, you just came from your first Bravo con. What was that like? Um, it was really fun. It's crazy to think that there's even a convention surrounding an entire like TV network, but um, it was just like such a wild, surreal experience. It's like literally like Coachella, but for reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many, there was like 25,000 people there over the, over the few days. Like that's, I can't even fathom seeing that many people. So it was, it wild. looks like a blast. Yeah. It was honestly really fun. And it's a really amazing opportunity for me to showcase the products that I work on with my clothing brand and get to help everyone shop them in person and like guide the whole consumer process. It's like one of the rare times that I get to do that. So it was so fun getting to do that. Well, and uh, I know from experience, your famous tracksuit is out of stock because you sold all of them. Yeah, um, we, we sold out of our last inventory at BravoCon, so now we're back to the pre-order model. <laughs> all right, that's so cool. I mean, everyone was wearing them, like season two and or whatever, season two and three. Uh, everyone was wearing them on the show, and it made me need one. Um, yeah, it was really sweet that um, my mom's friends were supportive of my brand for the most part. For the most part, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, there were some <clears throat> comments. Um, I, I do want to. I don't want to ask you about those comments, but I want to ask you about the person who made them. Um, there was some controversy a few years ago where uh, Jen Shaw, one of the cast members, had liked or someone had liked tweets that were homophobic and unkind to you and your family. She apologized and you graciously heard her out. You accepted. I loved that your mom was sitting right there to kind of like keep an eye on her. <laughs> did you, did you, did you really think that was sincere or did you think it was damage control? Um, I've never really thought about 
that situation since I got up and left that table. I just, just kind of like left it all there. I don't really care if it was sincere or damage control. I'm just excited and happy to have moved past it. And all yeah. and I know that that individual is dealing with much more severe situations in life. So it just seems almost like ridiculous to even discuss that whole situation further with them because there's like way more serious like terrible things that are happening with that so yeah you know I, I hear mean? you yeah um what did it feel like to have that aired on tv such a personal thing i mean that surely is not what you had in mind when you when you agreed to appear on the show you know I completely i mean that's definitely not what i thought i was signing up for right <laughs> Um, but although that is not what I thought I signed up for the insane amount of support and like positivity that I've experienced from that and just creating like this open dialogue of people being able to talk about similar situations that they've dealt with or people that are in similar positions to me that don't have as amazing of a relationship with their parents as I do like being able to open up a dialogue about that and be supportive to people that are struggling in those situations has come out of that. So that's something that I really did not anticipate happening. And with every negative situation, I guess there is clearly a positive. So I'm grateful for that outcome. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that that meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, and it's very relatable, you know, we haven't had that happen on national television, but we've had it happen in other situations and the way that you handled it and the way that you, you know, you were so classy about the whole thing. I thought that was really great. Well, thank you. Um, so tell me a little bit, you're living in New York now. Yes. And you've recently signed with Ford modeling yep. agency. So tell me how that's going. What are you, what are you working on? What is that like now that you're a Ford model? <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, first of all, it's like awesome. Cause I just got a ton of new friends in the Ford family, which I love like getting to be in this community of all these models that support each other instead of like tearing each other down is really amazing. And Ford does a great job at facilitating that. Um, and it's been really cool. Like I've been doing all these test shoots. I have like editorial shoots. I have, and I've been going to castings. Like sometimes I feel like I'm in America's next top model when my agent calls me and it's like, you have a go see in two hours. Like you got to get to like financial district at this person's apartment right now. <laughs> like It's really fun, but it's difficult to manage being in like the fashion district and then having to go to casting like in seaport within 30 minutes you know what i mean um but it's all super surreal and i'm like absolutely loving it we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back with brooks marks looking for more discover culture videos out and about photos and more just log on and click edgemedianetwork.com we're back with the Edge Podcast. Brooks Marks, our guest, is joining us today. Um, so you were just talking about having signed with Ford. You're being like schlepped around all over the city, castings, fittings, this and that. What's interesting to me is that you're also at the same time 
working on your fashion brand. Mm-hmm. So like on one, in one aspect of your career, you're the boss and the other aspect of your career, you're like basically auditioning for things all of the time. And you're at the disposal of other people and other companies. What is that like in terms of like how you compartmentalize those things and how you keep yourself, I guess, I don't know if organize is the right word, but, but you're able to do both at the same time. Um, I mean, honestly, I think it's because they're so different that like when I get to be in front of the camera and have a creative director, stylist, photographer, like tell me exactly what I'm doing. It's almost like relieving. Cause I'm like, wow, I don't have to make these like crazy big decisions about what kind of like seam we're going to put on this hoodie and where we're going to manufacture it and what material it's going to be. And like all of that stuff that you have to do when you own a business. Um, and it's really cool getting to see how photographers and creatives like see me. Whereas like with my brand, I see myself a certain way. I brand my brand a certain way, but when I'm doing it for someone else, like they see me in a completely different light. So that's really cool too. And how has that influenced how you see yourself when you're working on your brand? Like it does the way others have seen you, has that translated at all to you being like, okay, let me think about this a little differently, or maybe I'll try designing this. How does that, how do they work together in that way? Um, if anything, it's not like changing how I see myself. It just changes my outlook on my rhetoric if that makes sense like basically when i've worked with other designers on like a photo shoot or whatever just in general like other fashion designers on like going with my mom to a fitting and seeing the items they create for her and whatever if like there's a certain seam that doesn't line up perfectly how it was designed they will just like make it work. You know what I mean? They're not like, this is terrible. We can't do this. It has to be this way, whatever. And I'm very much like, this is terrible. I can't do this. It has to be this way. So seeing these people face these hurdles and not let them like make them start over and redo it and they work around them is really helpful for me with my company. Cause I used to not be like that at all. So that's pretty cool that you're learning lessons by just observing what's going on in on the modeling side of things, or, you know, as you just said, like fittings with your mother, where, you know, they've been in the industry for a while and you're still relatively new to it. So you're learning lessons at the same time that you're doing this other portion of your career. So that's so cool that they kind of like, you know, they, they complement each other in that way. Yeah. They're definitely helping each other. It's really awesome in ways that I like, didn't anticipate. That's so cool. Um, what would you, what are your like, um, speaking of like men's fashion for the moment, like what are some things that you're really, really into right now? And what are some things that you wish would go away for a very long time? (laughs) Um, I'll start with what I'm very into. I'm super into oversized clothes right now. I'm really into, I'm not into patterns, like anything pattern. It's very rare that I like it. I really love like cool textures, cool fabrics. 
cool colors, like a gradient, I think is cool. I love a lot of stuff that Courage is doing and Acne Studios is doing and Coperny is doing. Um, and I also see all these really cool brands, like way smaller brands that are being really creative that I find super inspirational. Like on Essence, they always feature these breakout brands. Um, and I love to shop those. Like one of them that I love is called Flemis. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. It's P-H-L-E-M. US. Um, but yeah, something that I really would like to go away though is like a V neck. I just never think it looks good, like regardless of who it's on. Whenever my mom comes out wearing one, I'm like, please don't wear that. She doesn't listen to me, of course. But <laughs> um, like my dad too, for some reason, my parents <laughs> love a good V neck. I don't really know why. <laughs> Is that why you're so against them? Because you've seen it for so many years and you're like, I've had enough. I just don't think it looks good. You know, it doesn't. I'm so glad you're saying this because it either makes, like, especially on men, it makes your chest look really out of shape or yeah. like too in shape. There's yeah. very, There are very few people that it's like the right amount of uh, cleavage on. <laughs> I, I feel like skins could probably make a good V-neck. Yeah. Even then, I don't know if I would like it. I just think like a scoop looks better, like a scoop neck or just a crew neck or mock neck, like any other neck, just not V neck. What about for women? What what trend do you think? And don't say V necks. Even what trend <laughs> for women do you do you do you think it's time is up? Probably latex, like the PVC latex stuff. Unless it's Laquan Smith, he does really cool stuff with that, but. Like, kind of over at the latex. It can't be comfortable. No, definitely not. I mean, it really did have its moment, though. Like, I don't know if you ever saw those Balmain, like, full latex outfits um, that debuted in, like, Paris Fashion Week in, like, 2017 or something. Like, those were sick. But now I think it's hit, like, Shein level and it's not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah now i think i said i think i saw erica jane wearing some latex the other in the last episode so to your point um well she can that's hilarious she can pull it off she was in vegas too so <laughs> that's what it's for um so for a while your um the tracksuits were your main pieces that you, that you were working on. You just released a pair of unisex pants. So tell me a little bit about why that was your next move and sort of um, where that came from. And would you say that more unisex clothing is really where we're heading? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, that was my, what my brand started as was a unisex label. Um, because I always wanted it to be something that was accessible to everyone and comfortable for everyone to wear and also made people feel comfortable in. Um, and I really wanted, that's like almost easy to do with the hoodie and sweatpants. And I wanted more of a challenge. So I wanted to create something that I haven't seen done before, which is the universal panel pant, um, which has 
an elastic fiber waistband. So it accommodates like three waist sizes in one, but it doesn't compromise on style or fit with that being added to the design. Um, and it feels like a sweatpant, but it's like still high quality, like not heavy material, but like it doesn't feel like a sweatpant in terms of the fabric. It feels like a sweatpant in terms of the fit. Like I could probably do the splits in them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Actually with pole dancing in Vegas. And, um, <laughs> and your pants held up, them. huh? Yeah, they did. I mean, I fully was like legs over my head on the pole wearing the pants. <laughs> now and that's some product placement. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's going to be our next ad campa- campaign. I can do Brooks any on a vertical panel pants. <laughs> and so can you. Um, it's funny that you say that because when you look, when, when I look at like the photos of the pants and like the ad campaign for the pants, at first I was like, there's no way they're all wearing the same pants. And then I was like, they are all wearing the same pants. And that shows like how versatile they are. Like in one of the photos you're wearing them, then someone next to you is wearing them and they look completely different on each of you. Thank you. I mean, that was the goal. Like, for instance, my sister will wear a size extra small if she wants like the high-waisted cinch waist kind of vibe, or she'll wear a size medium if she wants like the Brooklyn girl, like low-waisted moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you really can, they're super versatile, which I love. What do you think is your next, um, your next product? That's currently in the works, but it's definitely something that is very unexpected that I'm very excited about. Like, like a fanny pack? <laughs> no, <laughs> I can tell you it's not that, but I think people will be very surprised by it. It's not a V-neck. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'll keep my eyes open and I am going to pre-order my Brooks Marks tracksuit. Um I, I do want to say something about the tracksuit for a second. I love a good tracksuit. Um, I wear them proudly, but like there are so many iconic tracksuits out there already, like Adidas, Gucci. Um, there are so many iconic tracksuits. You, you, you waded into like, I don't want to say saturated territory, but territory that's like well-spoken for. Um, and yet it was a gamble that paid off because Yours are so recognizable, um, at least to anyone who watches Bravo like me. But like (laughs) when I see them from afar, I like I know right away whose it is and what it is. And I think that's so cool that you were able to create something that's, you know, it's um, tracksuits aren't new, but you made it like so coveted and it looks so fresh. And I love that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Did you have any hand in your uh, mother's you can leave? Uh, <laughs> hoodie <laughs> and her merch. I mean, I've seen some of the merch she came out with, and I was like, "Girl, we gotta redesign this." <laughs> I was gonna ask you if that had anything to do with you because, like, that I feel like she put that stuff up the day after the episode aired. Like that episode aired, the world was like paying attention, and then the next morning she was like, "Check out my new merch." Um, do you? So it's funny that you call her and you're like, "Mom." This is not cute, but do you I mean, ever watch up with the concepts? I'm not like streamlining her. Merch no, no, concepts. no. She'll be like, I want to come out with this. And I'm like, sure. I'll help you with the design for it. You know, 
Yeah. So are there ever moments where like you watch an old episode and you're like, this was a missed opportunity for like a piece? Um, like sure. Sometimes maybe, but I feel like our family optimizes almost every opportunity that comes our way. And if we try to optimize another, like we just wouldn't have the capacity for it. You know what I mean? That's so funny. I know that we're all working really hard. So even if there was a missed op, like it's something that we'll learn from in the future. Will you be back on any uh, episodes this season? I know that ep- the season is still airing, so we have no idea what awaits the second half of the season, but will you be, um, you know, how often are you back in Salt Lake City? Are there more Brooks Marks isms to look forward to on TV? What's a Brooks Marxism? You just have these like iconic. They're not necessarily like sayings. It's more just like things that you say, like when you're helping your mom pick out an outfit and you're like, no, uh, or yeah, like, it's just so, um, it's so hilarious. Are you, so are you going to be back on any episodes? Um, I mean, I was in park city at points in time throughout when the season was skiing and whatever else, but I have no idea what is shown so i guess everyone's just gonna have to watch and see oh i got you cool uh, (laughs) maybe (laughs) surprise together (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny well brooks i um i'm so thankful to you for for doing this it was great to talk to you um i want to tell everyone brooksmarks.com pre-order those track suits um and take a look at the pants like once you said they feel like sweatpants, I'm about to add that to my cart too. <laughs> I've been living in sweatpants for the last four weeks. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Thank you. I Thank you so much. And this is the Edge Podcast and we'll see you next time. This has been the Edge Podcast with your host, Chris Ellers. Find us online 24-7 at edgemedianetwork.com. 